At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. Brady Cannon to join us in studio to talk about the, uh, man, golf's fifth major. Can't wait. TPC Sawgrass Players Tournament Championship, or the Players Championship, I should say. Uh, no Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau pulling out. And one wonders if that's because uh, it's this uh, other Saudi Arabian tour kind of thing. Or is it because you can't bulk up at the rate Bryson's bulked up at and not expect to get hurt? We'll get Brady's thoughts on that. We get tweets at beating the book. This is from Truck. Truck1223. Uh, I am a Bryant alum. And what should have been a historic proud day for the school students, faculty, and alumni was ruined by that punk kiss. Take the fight in the stands out of it. That kid should have went to Duke, Grace and Allen, without the tripping. <laughs> okay. It was an ugly scene. Agent Lebowski. He said, uh, Thibodeau, 20 to 1 over at points bet. Las Vegas 514. Obviously a Washington football fan. Yo, the story of our franchise. He has a uh, emoji, he has a meme of. Hope and dreams being crushed by a big gavel. Tell me about it, man. Uh, this is from, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, Paul Nelson. Yes, we didn't bring this up about the whole Seahawks-Broncos thing. He's a P.S. The person or persons that should have been that should have been removed were the ones that okayed the deal for Jamal Adams. Lose the 10-pick overall this year. I want to vomit. Got the 9-pick back in this draft. Yes. I mean, here's the thing. And, Jeff, I'll throw this out there and bring Jason Weingarten in here momentarily. 
But if they don't make that Jamal Adams trade and lose those picks, work with me here. Do you think Russell Wilson gets traded yesterday? Because at that point, that 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 trade, and I think consensus, just a resounding failure, that trade, that trade ends up creating much of your despair and your your inability to see your way out of your predicament. Because it's like, oh, we don't even have a first-round pick. You know, Russell might not even want to be here. We suck. We're in a, we're in a great division. I mean, I wonder if, if they don't make that trade, if Russell Wilson is still a Seahawk today. I, uh, I had that thought yesterday, actually. Yeah. That that Adams trade was such a disaster. Yeah. That you're recouping the assets, basically. Basically. It's basically a wash. You ended up trading Jamal Adams for Russell Wilson in the end when it's all said and done. <laughs> and look, look uh, Jamal Adams is a is, – hey, look, I watched him a lot with the Jets – I was thrilled when they traded him for two first-round picks. I thought it was just stealing by the Jets how good of a deal it was for them. And it's worked out that way. And the Seahawks now, again, Gil, you mentioned it earlier, going forward with a 71-year-old head coach overseeing a rebuild is not a good idea. That's the guy you want with a rebuild. I meant what I said to Jeff Schwartz, too, which is how much of this is Pete Carroll just, you know, ruminating and and just, you know, glowingly thinking back to the Super Bowl title and saying, well, it was a great defense. We had a great running game because, you know, he still wants to establish the run even today in 2022. And we had a quarterback on a rookie contract who barely threw the ball. Russell Wilson was throwing the ball like 25 times a game back then. And he's probably like, let's let's rebuild that. Good luck, Seattle fans. By the way, before we get to Jason, one last thing. Uh, this on the heels of the whole Calvin Ridley thing. It's not the same thing, but I just thought I'd point this out. So somebody tweeted at Kevin Durant. Did you see this yesterday? <laughs> somebody tweeted at Kevin Durant. And Brooklyn won their game yesterday, and they covered. And he tweeted at, at, at KD. He said, uh, oh, he didn't even tweet at KD. He just said, I want Kevin Durant prosecuted immediately after this game. Just a red guy. But KD saw it, and KD responded with, when them parlays don't hit, this is for years of slander from NBA fans. I'm grateful I have this much power now. I don't know if KD knows what a parlay is. I don't know if he if he's referring to something else. Maybe it was KD's point total, which he came way under. He only had 14 yesterday, only for him. Way under his point total. Whatever it was, KD's responding to people in a gambling with a gambling perspective. I'm sure Adam Silver's thrilled. I'm sure he's thrilled about that. Uh, they made nice, the two of them, afterwards. But still, still. Let's go to Jason Weingarten from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. How's it going? Doing very well. So you've been betting baseball, huh? Uh, I mean, some futures here and there. You know, the numbers go up. I have my own numbers, so kind of take a look and see what's out there. But, you know, we're really just kind of in a holding pattern right now, waiting for them to decide if they're going to make a deal or no deal or, you know, every deadline's not really a deadline. Just, you know, make up your mind so I can get on with my life. You know, <laughs> what if I, if I asked you set an over under on, on baseball season starting, what date would you throw out for me right now? I think we could still get, get it in before May 1st. Very, very easily. Like we're, we're, we're very on track. It sounds, sounds this morning, like a deal is not far off. Really? 
I'm gonna go I mean, it's what it sounds. It's what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. You know, it sounds like they're just getting down to the final couple issues, but you, you don't, I mean, I, I think they're going to take a bad deal. I don't think the union's getting a good deal, but they I never get a good baseball. deal, man. They never get a good no, deal. No, but they're getting a really bad deal. <laughs> oh, this one, this one tops all other bad deals. You're saying, I mean, they're, they're giving up all the gains they've, they've made since 1994. By the time they end up, they'll, they'll sign anything put in front of them without reading them by the end of the day. <sighs> boy. Oh boy. Man, but now your bets weren't they largely based on the hope that there would be fewer games played, fewer and fewer? Yeah, uh, s- some of the futures, some some of the division futures were were kind of hopes for for extreme variance. But also, I mean, I just made made the bets. You know, there's still bets I'm confident in over 160 games or 140 games. They're just incredibly long shots. So I'm, I'm when I say I'm confident and I'm yeah. I'm I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm willing to lose money at a hundred to one or 50 to one or 200 to one. Well, tell us what they are. What did you bet? I bet the Rockies to win the, uh, NL West, Ooh. which is insane at a hundred to one. <laughs> pure, I bet the Nat pure the nationals to win the NL East at 50 to one. Oh, I like that. And I bet the Orioles to win the AL East at 200 to one. Let's go birds. Let's get it done. The Oriole way. Oh, sorry. I thought it was 1980. Orioles could sign Carlos Correa. I mean, that's not enough to make them the, you know, the division favorite or anything, but it'll drop their odds. He's they're in it for him. When the season comes back, I was talking a little bit about this with, uh, you know, the Russell Wilson thing last segment about how those, those people who root for teams like Washington that are quarterback needy, but like quarterbacks won't even consider like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson's like well, playing Washington. Are you kidding me? Um, what, what would that say about Carlos Correa if he went to play for the Orioles? Do you, do you view a ball player differently if he does something like that? No, I mean, it's the, the front office in, in uh, Baltimore came from Houston, so they're familiar with him. They have the payroll to offer him 10 years, $350 million, and it's a hitter's park. So it's all a good fit for him. I just like, I've seen him linked to the Cubs. I've seen him linked to the Yankees. I've seen him, you know, maybe the Phillies make a play for him, but none of those actually seem like, you know, real landing spots. Like, do we really think the Ricketts are going to open their checkbook for, for Carlos Cray? I'm not buying it. All right. So Orioles to win the, so it was nationals to win the NL East, which I actually like um, at that number. I obviously don't like the Rockies to win the NL West. What was the Orioles well, was to win what? Uh, two, 200 to one. To win, uh, the, to win the AL, AL East. To win the AL but, East. But can we, go, can we go back to the Rockies? Please. You say you don't like the Rockies. You know, since uh, July July 1 last year, they had a better record than the Padres. You know, at home last year, they were 48 and 33. 48 and 33 at home. Every team that had a better home record than the Rockies last year was a playoff team. You know, 48 and 33 is a very good home record. Um, Did you factor Giants magic into your model on that? Or, uh, no, or no, Giants Dodgers. I'm just saying that yeah. the Rockies, Bud Black's not a bad manager. They got some pitchers. Like it's a bad organization. It's bad front office. Not very talented farm system. But yeah, you know, you never know. Maybe they'll sign someone in free agency well, or two guys. You, in free you never know, Jason. But this is one of like I, I, you have convinced me on lots of things. But uh, winning a pe- win, winning a division at Coors is always a uh, boy, 48, boy. 33 at home. 48, 33 at home. Yeah, but then what happens when they go on the road? What happens then? It was not very good. Not very good. Not very yeah, good. Yeah, I didn't think so. 
<laughs> um, and the Dodgers, of course. That's why obviously. I was highlighting the home part, yeah. not the road. <laughs> I understand what you were doing. Uh, no, the, the and then of course there's the Dodgers. That's uh, we don't want to leave them out. That's the real behemoth of that division, given the payroll. Um, so it, it's a tough one. So have you made any individual player bets, or have you steered clear of those? given the fact that those would get wiped off the board as refunds before we really know what's going on here. The the total, you mean like the most home runs and yeah, stuff? Yeah, that kind the, of thing. The only, the only one I bet was Jordan Alvarez, most home runs, 40 to 1. And then uh, rookie of the year this week, I just bet Jaron Duran, the uh, Red Sox outfielder, center fielder, 100 to 1 there. I was actually going to write about that today. It should, should be coming out later why I like Jaron Duran at 100 to 1. Um, but, you know, you just kind of you'd be a little bit more selective right now while we're in this holding pattern, but mm-hmm. there's, there's, you know, stuff out there to consider. I've, I've considered all sorts of different bets. Okay. I'm sure they will be coming uh full, <laughs> full bore once they decide uh, when, if, and when I should say they're starting this uh, major league baseball season. Uh, I, I hope what you're saying is right today. I still have May 31st as my over under date. I hope it's way under, the, I hope it's way before that. That's for sure. But that's what I got is my line in the sand. Adam Burke said May 15th. You're saying May 1st might might be the date now. Yeah, but it, it's really all dependent on what happens today. Yeah. If it doesn't happen today, good Lord. Because Yeah, then, it doesn't happen today, then it might be a little while. Right, because then you get past the whole service time thing, right? And then it's just like... Yeah, it becomes all sorts of yeah. calculations. And oh, It becomes, no. becomes much bigger mess. All right, Jason, Why World of Wine Garden podcast. Your next one is today. Yeah, uh, actually, I told you. Remember, I told you yesterday. I, uh, I was I, I was reading that book. I decided to just call the author up at his office. Oh yeah. He just he just called me back before I went on air with you. So I'm gonna call him back after this and see if I can uh, get some more info out of him. For okay. That Jason's dream is to do his podcast with a pipe, saying things like "I see, I see." Thank you, Jason. Coming back. Numbers Game Peace in the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting this Sunday with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, Tim Murray, Wes Reynolds, they'll analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket in round one tournament betting with the VSIN college hoops experts this Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern. What a day that will be free, all free on vcin.com. I promised tennis picks today. I got tennis picks. I got three of them. Uh, Indian Wells, the BNP Paribas, begins. It's tennis's de facto fifth major, if you will. Huge draw on the ladies' side begins today. Um, round of 128, if you will, begins today. The men's side starts tomorrow. Uh, with the whole Novak Djokovic drama happening. But the women start today. I do have three plays. Two are small favorites. One is a dog. Let's put them up on the screen, see if uh, your numbers right now are uh, similar to what I got. But the the, uh, the two favorites, and I'll uh, I'll give the sort of the, the, the part where we could get torpedoed on this, just to sort of be fair about uh, what we're trying to overcome here with the picks. But I took Diana Yastremska. Diana Yastremska... A Ukrainian player. Uh, she is from Ukraine. She escaped Ukraine just before the war broke out. Her and her sister, parents sent her off. And she had to 
spend sleepless nights getting out of the country. She got all the way to the finals in uh, in Lyon this past week uh, and lost in the finals to Shuai Zhang. But I've got Diana Yastremska now. The nice part here is that this tournament didn't start immediately after that. Obviously, there's like about four days in between, or three days to be exact. And so I've got Yastremska. Her number is much better than that of Carolyn Garcia. Now, Garcia has been overperforming her numbers recently, and you do worry that Yastremska, after the drama of getting out of her home Ukraine and then playing so well last week, you do worry that there might be some sort of weird letdown happening to begin this tournament. But I'm going with the numbers. Diana Yastremska is pick number one, minus 125 over Carolyn Garcia. Number two, um, Beatrice Haddad Maya. She's a Brazilian. Over our girl, Sophia Kennan. Sophia Kennan, who won us the Australian Open a few years back. Remember that? If you're a numbers game listener, you know we got double digits on Kennan in our run of hitting futures in slams, one after the other on the ladies' side. But we're taking uh, Haddad Maya today at minus 120. Kennan has just not been the same player. Could she rise up and regain that form? Absolutely. It's always a possibility. But again, trusting the numbers, going to go with Haddad Maya here, whose numbers way outperform that of Kennan here. Any sort of metric that you take, 12 months, 6 months, even 3 months, minus 120 on Haddad Maya. And then number three is a dog. Taking Victoria Tomova at plus 142 over Claire Liu. This is a numbers play. I do not understand why Tomova is really a dog at all, let alone plus 142. You can make an argument that it's a coin flip, maybe. I wouldn't even make that argument. I would think Tomova would be a bit of a favorite, actually. But at plus 142, play it, baby. So Yastremska, Haddad Maya, and Tomova, your three picks today on the ladies' side as they begin tennis's de facto fifth major at Indian Wells. Cannot wait for these tournaments. We bring in a gentleman to my right who we will talk uh, about golf's de facto fifth major, the PGA's major, if you will, the TPC, Tournament Players Championship. We, uh, we bring him in to talk about that. But first, first of all, we welcome Brady Cannon, host of Long Shots. How you doing, Brady? I'm good. I'm good. That is wild that you have two it's you awesome. know, fifth majors going on. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that. With the conference tournaments in college basketball oh, yeah. leading into Selection Sunday, it's so great. Before we get your thoughts, though, I just want to offer you my condolences. Uh, the reason that Brady wasn't on the show last week, the reason that you didn't, uh, you weren't on long shots, is because your best friend in the whole world passed away. Yeah. And so my sincere, heartfelt condolences to you, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Everybody here at VEASAN has been incredibly supportive, and um, it was a tough week. Uh, we hosted family, his family, uh, brothers, sisters, cousins, uh, friends from all over the country flew in, and uh, an incredible outpouring of support. And, um, you know, we're getting through it, and uh, the grieving process has started. But uh, getting back to work uh, has really been helpful, and I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. I'll just add this, and I, I don't want to belabor it because I know you want to you be distracted by this. I, I, my, my best friend's father— Mm-hmm. I remember this when we were we were teenagers at the time. My best friend's father's best friend. So my best friend's father's best friend passed away. And I remember he he was devastated. I mean, just inconsolable for the better part of week. Like just just it lasted forever. And afterwards, he said to me, and he wasn't a man to say many philosophical mm-hmm. deep things. But he said to me, he said, you know, Gil, he said, you, you have a bond with your parents. You have a bond with your spouse. You have a bond with your kids. But in each of those relationships, he says, you're not like 
100% open. You keep some stuff from your parents. You keep mm -hmm. some stuff from your kids. Dare I say you even keep some stuff from your spouse or your, or your significant other. He goes, but your best friend in the whole world, man, you keep nothing from that person. That person knows you up and down, back and forth. There's no BSing that person. There's no pretense to anything. And that's what makes that relationship perhaps the tightest bond of them all. Well said and very true. Uh, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, you know, I knew this gentleman. He was one of the greatest people. And, and Matt Humans uh, met him uh, down in San Diego uh, a few different times. And, you know, Matt said, I, I barely knew the guy and he treated me like a, he'd known me for 20 years. And he just had that demeanor about him. And we were friends for 35 years from college, and uh, he was the best man at my wedding. And so we had a great a great time together indeed, and uh, the memories continue to just flow consistently through my head. Well, we love you, man. We're glad, we're glad you're here. And uh, you want to be distracted? Okay, we'll distract you. I have a question. Let's do it. Before we get <laughs> to golf. Let's talk some sports. Let's, let's get to Russell Wilson for a second. You tweeted something yesterday. Oh, yeah. And uh, someone didn't like it. What, what was your tweet about with that trade yesterday? Well, first of all, I said, wow, the quarterbacks, the four quarterbacks in the AFC West. Holy cow. You know, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Patrick Mahomes, now Russell Wilson and Derek Carr. And I thought about it a little further and I sent out another, you know, I kind of responded to that tweet. And I said, you have four serious contend uh, contenders for NFL MVP at quarterback in the AFC West. And somebody responded "Four, you know, <laughs> and I, I wonder I assume, who they were referring to. Right. I assume they're, you know, uh, thinking that Derek Carr does not fit into that category. But, you know, he's at 50 to one, which kind of tells you that's not out of this world long shot. Um, and if you look at his numbers the past couple of seasons, he's been really good numbers-wise. And yeah. I know sometimes he doesn't look as good as those other three, and I, and I would say he's not as good as those other three. But but I, I wouldn't put a, a, an MVP-type season past Derek Carr at any time. I, I believe he has it in him. He, he, the first six games of last year, I believe it was, he was a serious MVP candidate. By the way, Jeff, you know what we didn't bring up? So Jeff and I have this thing when we walk out of the studio. I'm not going to say the guy's name. But there's a guy, remember this happened yesterday. So we left the studio yesterday. And there's a gentleman who, who frequents the South Point who, who you know, says, to, says things to me a lot about the NFL. And, you know, he was telling me how tied in he is with certain players. And, oh, I had lunch with this guy. Like, really prominent NFL players. And, you know, you're like, oh, okay, well, mm -hmm. yeah, sure, whatever. And uh, so yesterday... He talks to us. He's like, yeah, I just had lunch with, you know, big NFL player. I was like, oh, he's in town. Yeah, he goes. And then as he's walking away, like Columbo style, <laughs> he, he goes, oh, one more thing. Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Look out for it. And wow. this, is, this is right as we left the show yesterday. So this is about two hours before it got announced. And Jeff and I kind of were like, okay, whatever. We'll see. We got, we got to listen to every word that dude says. Well, from I now immediately on. text you that guy was right. He was you right. You hadn't seen the news. Yeah. And I texted you the news like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, you spot he on. Has the, I'm uh, hang is he on the every guy word. that has the name tag that, you know, hello, my name is Prophet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should really check to see if he does have that name tag. You, you uh, I mean, so I, here's what I did after this. I was saying earlier on the show. I immediately bet Russell Wilson MVP. Okay. Because I got a good number, 25. You know, there was a window there between the Aaron Rodgers announcement and the Russell Wilson announcement where you could have gotten the Broncos at 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Well, so here's the thing I love my Russell Wilson to win the MVP bet because I can see that if they have a great regular season. Sure. But then as I was walking out, also Colombo style, right? I was like, duh. The Broncos are still 17 to 1 here. Should I put a little something on that just to say I have it? 
I did it, and then I instantly hated myself for doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there was literally, I think, less than an hour window when, when you could have had the Broncos at better than 20. Yeah. And, and then, of course, the Wilson news came down, and, and uh, uh, Wes Reynolds told me we were doing long shots yesterday. He told me he saw it as low as 12. It is 12 now most places. That, that, yeah. That's very low for me. Well, it bounced up when the Rogers news came down. Right, went up to, I think, it 25. It bounced up because people were like, oh, well, they're out of yeah, luck. Yeah, right. You know, and then, of course. And, and I, that opportunity was very small when you could have gotten them at better than 20. Yeah. Yeah, it was, well, this was, at the time that I got the 17 to 1, it was an outlier because everyone else had gone to like 12 oh, to 1 by that point. Okay. So I was like, well, well you man. know, at least you got that to kind of lean on, you I, know. I guess. I have no expectation that it'll get there, but it was. Uh, Still not an offer. I'm, ha- I'm happy with the Russell Wilson one, though, that's for sure. Uh, AFC guy, West ought to be awesome. A guy who famously, what's the line, has never gotten an MVP vote. Right, right. Of course, they only count your first place vote when they do the MVP, but that's uh, still the case. We'll come back. The Tournament Players Championship. What is Brady betting? We'll find out next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. And the KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. You can order that on the KFC app. Look at that. Skill Alexander does a numbers game. Uh, Brady Cannon, kind enough to join us this morning, talk some golf. Uh, first, We'll start parlay. You have some college basketball conference futures that you wanted to say you got? Correct. I had forgotten. I, last night on primetime action, I mentioned I took North Texas plus 175. I added last night VCU to win the A-10 at 4-1. to one. Mm-hmm. We kind of touched on that last night. And then I took Colorado State to win the Mountain West. Oh, it was I a like plus the Rams. Rams are a good club. So, well, we, we took it. That just seemed too high. You like Colorado State. What was the number again, Jeff? Or plus four twenty five at circa, which was very high. Yeah, not very too high. bad. Very good. You uh, have some big dance futures. Yes, uh, a while back, I bet three teams uh, to win it all. I bet uh, Arizona, and I got at that time twenty five to one, which I really like. Obviously, I took Arkansas at fifty to one, and then they started the season uh, on a skid, and you could have gotten a hundred or better on the Razorbacks. Now they're back down into the na- into the neighborhood of fifty or so yeah. because they've been playing really well. So I, I'm not, you know, terribly disappointed with that. The numbers uh, basically the same where I got it now. Uh, and then I took uh, the Houston Cougars at 35. They're right in that neighborhood, 35 or 40 at this point. Um, I, want, I don't know I about want, their chances. Yeah, I want to like them, but I can't. Yeah. yeah, you know, I like Kelvin Sampson a lot. Of course, they had a great run last year, but it doesn't look like this year is going to be it. But um, I, I do like Arkansas and Arizona. I thought about playing Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Thought about it. Muscleman, Haven't man. Yet. Muscleman, yeah. right? 51 is – I thought Arkansas, Tennessee, I mean – yeah, those some of these SEC teams in the middle, very tempting. And I could see just my mind's eye pictures a not as not as long of a shot, obviously, but a Bruce Pearl deep run feels like hmm. it's in the offing. We were talking about that the other day. I kind of like all the other coaches, Musselman, Rick Barnes, Calipari. I kind of like those coaches over Bruce Pearl. Barnes over Pearl. I wow yeah. wow. <sighs> not for me, Brady. Okay, all oh. right. I Ooh. I don't know. You know, I know he has his detractors. I, 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 he's yeah. always been pretty successful, though. Let's go, Bruce Pearl. Prove him wrong. Um, all right, let's talk TPC. Yeah. The I other like, fifth major. The other fifth major. 
By the way, Felica, we get texts. Chris Felica, he uh, texted. I'll give you. I'll give you what I've bet so far. And Felica texted, uh, and he said he bet on do 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 Daniel Berger, Cam Smith, Corey Connors. I made bets this morning on Kepka, Zalatoris, and who am I forgetting? Morikawa. Mm. Talk yeah. to me. Which, well, which, I, I've seen Morikawa tipped by a lot of people I respect, and a lot of people I respect are on Brooks Kepka, I believe, including Wes Reynolds and Matt Humans. It's um, the number on Kepka. It's the number, right? and yeah. that's what everybody's doing. I yeah. mean, how often do you see Brooks Kepka at 40 to 1? Yeah. And I did not land on him, and I, and I thought long and hard about it yesterday after I saw all these people bringing this up. Our guest on Long Shots, Ryan Burr, who does the PGA Tour live coverage for ESPN now, he, he like, he, he, you know, made the same case uh, at 40 or better on Brooks Kepka, But the numbers just don't add up for me, and so I couldn't get there. What are you looking for on this course? It's such a hard, it's it's, a it has very no difficult, history, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Ricky Fowler, when he won it, uh, you know, I think he had missed three out of the last four cuts prior to that. I mean, you know, it's not necessarily course form. It's not necessarily current form. Uh, the formula as far as skill sets is very tough to determine. It's the, I, it's the opposite of the Masters. Totally. Yeah. Good point. You yeah. know, the, the Masters has so much history that continues to play out year in and year out. Right. It, it's truly one of the easier handicaps because half the field's not going to win it. Half the field is old men or debutantes or what have you. <laughs> That's uh, very true. And, yeah. uh, but no, this one, there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to who wins here. You've seen bombers win here. You've seen shorter hitters win here. Um, but you just do your best. And, you know, I think, I mean, typically it's, it's very good ball striking. It's scrambling around the greens. I kind of favor driving accuracy over length. Uh, but this Pete Dye design is masterful and, and makes you do really a little bit of everything. And, and it's such a good watch. Uh, it, it's a great tournament to watch and such a great prelude for what will come in 30 days, which is the Masters at Augusta National. But I'm with Felica and... Wes Reynolds and Matt Humans on Daniel Berger at 30 to one. Uh, he had the best numbers uh, in my stats this week, and I'm betting that he bounces back a little bit off of that disappointment Ooh. at the Honda Classic. When he was up up five strokes, six, six I before the 18th hole of the third round. I think five in the morning. I think it? he went into Sunday up up by six shots. Oh, I thought it was five. Okay, it so might have been six. five, but uh, it was a lot anyway. Either way, within seven holes, it was done. Yeah, that lead yeah. had dissipated on the easiest, some of the easiest holes on that golf course. Right, right. Um, Billy Horschel, another guy who's been red hot as of late. His last four starts: eleventh, sixth, sixteenth, and second. He's got excellent history at the correlated courses this week. Uh, Siwoo Kim, uh, former winner, really a Pete Dye specialist. Um, one of the courses I looked at for a comp course was Sedgefield Country Club, where they play the Wyndham, and Siwoo Kim has won there as well. Took 11th earlier this season at the American Express, which features another Dye design there, the uh, stadium course out in La Quinta. Uh, Chris Kirk at 90-1, to 1, like Billy Horschel, he's been red hot as of late. 14th, 7th, and 5th. In his last three starts, he's finished as high as seventh here at the Players. Twelfth uh, on tour in strokes gained tee to green, 58th on approach, 33rd in scrambling, and 37th in par four scoring. And then my longer bombs, Brian Harmon at 125 to one. He's got a third place and.
and two eighth-place finishes here at Sawgrass. Uh, also has a top 10 at the Wyndham and four top 10s at another die design, River Highlands, for the Travelers Championship, which is where we always have Chris Felica on as our guest because that's uh, close to home for him mm-hmm. up there in Connecticut. Uh, Tom Hoagie at 150 to 1, landed on him at 66 to 1 earlier this year when we got a winner at Pebble Beach. And you're looking at odds uh, that are double, more than double, two and a half times that here on Hoagie. And this guy really checks the boxes on all the stats. Strokes gained approach, sixth in scrambling, 37th in par four scoring. And consistent top 25, top 35-ish finishes on all the correlated courses. So I think Hoagie could be in the mix here again. And then my longest bomb on Adam Hadwin at 225 to 1. 225 to 1 was by far the best number I could find on him a few days ago. And then I saw last night at Circa and at Westgate, I believe as well, he was up to 250 to one. So uh, even better numbers on Adam Hadwin now, but uh, he's really become a specialist at the American Express, where again, two out of the four rounds are played on a die design. Uh, Tremendous short game, great in scrambling, great out of the sand. He hits a ton of greens and uh, he's had good success at all the correlated courses as well. So, um, you know, we're going to throw those darts at the board and see if, uh, some of them come in, uh, but like we alluded to, you, this is a really tough one to figure out who's going to surface. So for, for those landing on this for the first time, and, and they're listening to you talking about your outrights, let, let's just do this sort of as a, as a refresher. You bet these very low numbers. Very, you, you're putting, as you say, pizza money on these? My least amount of risk. Your least amount of risk. Is on the outright market. So and now what I do, I bet all these guys, um, and I bet different amounts on them according to their odds. I'm betting less on Adam Hadwin at 225 than I am at Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger at 30 to 1 is my biggest outright. Bet. Gotcha. Okay, I basically bet a number that will get me to the same result. What ends Cash up? Get, out. What ends up getting? That makes sense. What ends up getting the most? The the uh, the derivatives like top ten, top twenty, top forty, or head to heads. Right. So I've got a, a dollar amount wagered on each of these guys to win it outright. I will double that amount. Double that. Uh, amount risk in the top 20 market. I bet each of these guys to finish top 20 as well for twice what I bet on them in the outright. And then my standard, my, my biggest amount of risk will be a, a full unit play on head-to-head matchups. And my head-to-head matchups this week, I took Billy Horschel minus 130 over Jordan Spieth. I took Siwoo Kim at minus 120 over Alex Noren. And I took Tom Hoagie minus 110 over Bubba Watson. Okay. Do you do any top 10s, top 20s here? I, I did all these guys top 20. That's the way oh, I've been did. doing it this okay. year. I've been doing my outrights and then also doubling the bet to finish top 20. I have not done any top 5, top 10s yet, just top 20. How great was that Arnold Palmer Invitational finish the other day? Oh, tremendous. The war of attrition, right? And I, and I, had, and I lost. I had Woodland and I had Hatton. God, Woodland and he, he uh, Eagles, what, the 16th? Eagles 16th. You're thinking you're going to catch. I, I literally at that point was like, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it looks like I'm going to be a winner. And then he just duffs that ball in the in the sand. Double, and, and, you know, oh. I've, I looked hard at Gary Woodland this week, and Wes Reynolds and I have talked about it. This guy's starting to pop again. He He's coming around, yep. and, and I thought he might win. I mean, it looked like he was going to win last week, but keep an eye on him. He's starting to he's starting to pop again. Scheffler was the one guy who, who like, Hovland looked like he was going to win, and Woodland looked like he was going to win. Horschel. Sheff- yeah, Horschel. Chris Kirk. 
Scheffler was the one guy who just kind of like stayed under the yep. radar, and then he hit a couple big putts, and that was all it. We knew this guy was a yeah. big-time talent for a couple of years now, but now he's won twice. He's turning this good play into victories. He's now won twice in the last four weeks. More with Brady Cannon, host of Long Shots. Uh, we'll talk some golf and beyond right here. Uh, there's a whole bunch of golf picks to sort of chew on there from Brady. Um, should be fun. Tournament Players Championship, TPC Sawgrass. The de facto fifth major on the uh, tour. Actually, PG, the PGA's major, if you will. The PGA's itself. Coming back right here on a Numbers Game of Beast in the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. BetMGM, proud sponsors of this program. We're proud to have them as a sponsor. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Coach Harry Ellis. Gil, since the uh, Butler interception, talking about the Malcolm Butler interception of the Super Bowl, the one-yard line interception. Russell Wilson has only three playoff wins in seven years. The Blair Walsh game, where he missed the short field goal. Home against a bad Detroit team. And at Philly, when they had to play McCown, he's overrated, still living on early success. Coach Harry, I couldn't disagree more. Are we really blaming Russell Wilson for those? I would argue the opposite. I would argue that Russell Wilson and his cape and his Superman cape made up for more deficiencies of their head coach, Pete Carroll, than any quarterback has over a long period of time that I can remember. You guys with me on that? Gil, how about how, about, uh, how bad his offensive line's been for about half a decade? I'm saying. Like, really? We're blaming that on Russell Wilson? This is, uh, this is from Tim Lawson at The Better Life. As a Seahawks fan, my only issue with the Wilson trade that we didn't do it before last season. Well, you would you would have gotten a better haul, probably. Washington apparently offered you a better haul. No, Russell didn't want to play there, or the Seahawks didn't want to trade him in conference. Whatever you believe, I can't I can't deal with the Russell Wilson slander of any kind. Though. Oh no, no, and yeah. you know, yes, he's getting older every year, like we all are. But uh, no, I still think he's got a lot left in the tank, and, and and I think this Seahawks team has been questionable the last few years, and and certainly they've had some great success in the last five years or so as well. But the point I made, I mean, this guy has been basically leading the NFL or very close to it, and how many times he's been sacked for about five or six years. And the, and the Seahawks have never been able to get him an offensive line to protect him. And so maybe that's why it looks like he's, you know, not performing at such a high level. But still, like you said, he resurrects this team from nowhere oh. on a regular basis. Enjoy life without him with Pete Carroll. I, I just, here's the thing. First of all, in our mind's eye, how many times do you remember Russell Wilson just running for his life and making a great play out of it? Oh, that's yeah. the first thing. But remember a couple years ago, I brought this up last night. Russell Wilson, like six or seven weeks into the season, 
don't hold me to the exact number of weeks, but it was right around there, was the clear, no-holds-barred favorite to be the MVP in the NFL. Yes. I want to say that was two or three years ago. Something that was yeah. two or three. And then, 20. 2020, two mm-hmm. years ago. And then Pete Carroll had that, we found out later, had that infamous meeting with Russell Wilson Whereas I want to establish the run, mm-hmm. he basically said, I'm going to make sure this is not this is not what he said, but he's, he's essentially the meeting was, I'm going to make sure you don't win the MVP because we're going to go to this. We are going to establish the run if it kills me. That is so 1978, it's not even funny. All right, well, 1988, fine. The Keep fact that he's years. with the guy that uh, you know used to coach Aaron Rodgers too, Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. Um, that, that could be a match made in heaven. Could be. He certainly got the wideouts, Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. Sutton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he is. He They'll is. find another tight end. Noah Fant was was pretty darn good. But Why, by the way, that's another thing. Why would Seattle want Noah Fant in all of this? Why would they be like, all right, we're rebuilding here. Give us Noah Fant. Well, uh, you know, I, I think a, a tight end has certainly been a big part of the Seattle offense for a while, and 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 he's a pretty good player. I, I you know, Shelby Harris is not, really good. I'm not saying Noah Fant's not a good player. What I'm saying is, hey, if you're going to rebuild, just rebuild. Yeah. Just go nuts. Shelby Harris is the name that sticks out to me. That guy's a good defensive lineman. Well, we'll see. Um, boy, oh boy. I mean, Seattle got a nice haul, too. You know, this. I think this deal is good for both teams. See, I, I don't. I think Seattle could have gotten a better package than this. Like, I really— I, What I want to know, Gil, do you know if that first-round pick is this year's Denver pick? It is. It's the ninth pick in the draft. Oh, yeah, that's a biggie. That's a biggie. The problem is it's not a quarterback-heavy draft, right? So— you right now have Drew Locke and Jacob Eason on the roster, I believe it is. And so that's your that's they your still one. have Geno Smith? Mm, I don't think so. I think Geno is a, I want to say he's a free agent. Okay. Um but again, even if even if you did have Geno, like there you go. There's your, there's right, your third. Right. But I think it's Locke and Eason. And so like again, you're nothing in this league without a quarterback. And maybe they use some of that capital to trade up to get a quarterback, like you say, it's not a real quarterback-heavy well, draft. But. They could they could get a quarterback of free agency too. Right now, they become a quarterback Jimmy G. team. Uh, you know who knows? Deshaun Watson, who I brought up last week, as I was like, you don't see Deshaun Watson in Tampa Bay. I said because because Bruce Arians feels like a guy to me who doesn't care <laughs> about what's going on off the field. Like the first moment he'd have a chance to get Deshaun, he would grab Deshaun, and that team would instantly rise back to the cream of the crop. But if if Deshaun ended up I mean, if you're, let's put it this way. If you're Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf, what are you thinking right now? You're like, get me out of here. Who would fire you Or up? go get Deshaun or because get Deshaun's Deshaun. style is similar to Russ Wilson, right? Yeah. Well, nah. This, well, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know the, that anybody's the, the, similar. The, the, the mobility, getting out of the pocket, being able to create on the fly. Yeah. He's Ru- not a pocket passer, you know. Creating on the fly, Russell Wilson's a bit of a unicorn. I mean, he's just, I mean, we have to respect. Well, sure. Yeah. I'm just saying the styles, their similarities that would, you know, attract Metcalf and, and uh, Lockett. I think Metcalf and Lockett, that would, that would charge them up, as, as, sure. it would, as it would Godwin and those guys in Tampa Bay, right, who are like, uh, what are you, we going with uh, Kyle, Kyle Trask, Trask right now? <laughs> Florida Gator. Or Gabbert, like, what are we doing? So, I mean, that is still the big thing, the, the big sort of prize out there football-wise. Now, we'll see how... What happens off the field gets adjudicated. Huge if still. We for all, for all we know, Deshaun Watson's still not going to play in 2022. We don't know. We just right. don't know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that's the favorite, doesn't it? 
I don't know what the favorite. I, to be honest with you, Brady, I have no idea what the favorite is. Have you made any uh, futures NFL plays yet? Just, just my, just my self-loathing Broncos oh, play right, yesterday, right. and the yeah. Russell Wilson play, which I love. That's the only thing I've made so far. Any team out there? I mean, you know, like we, it seems like we do every offseason. We've seen the love for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Are, are you in that? They just signed Mike Williams, which is huge. I, I love that guy. I think he's a great receiver. I like the Chargers, and I, and I, you know, I'm not in the Brandon Staley hate camp either. No, me either. No. Um, yeah, I, I don't know which team is uh, kind of bubbling on my radar just yet, but the, the Chargers seem like just too much of a sexy pick year in and year out. I don't know That's if right. I want to go down that street yet. That's right. That's another guy. I mean, like Justin Herbert, you know, the the thing with, the, I mean, what is unassailably true is, is, yes, the Brandon Staley fourth down stuff really put them in a hole certain games last year, and Justin Herbert had to overcome that, you know, so it's, they got, I think Brandon Staley will figure that out. But you're right. It's like too sexy almost to, to do every year. But yes, I mean, the AFC, we talked about it earlier, just stacked with, with quarterbacks, right? In the division alone, as you said, three, maybe four deep with great quarterbacks. But Mahomes in the AFC, Mahomes, Allen, Jackson, Herbert, Burrow, and that's like the top tier, right? And there's another tier with the cars, oh, excuse me, Wilson also in the top tier. But the, the, the car... Tannehill, Tua, Baker, Mayfield, like those quarterbacks don't suck. No, not at all. And so, and it's just an amazing conference. The The real question, I'm trying to get to the, to the bottom of your question, which is, is there a bubbling under team that no one's really thinking mm-hmm. about? Like, so Chargers people are thinking about, right. but is there a team in the NFC and a team in the AFC, Broncos don't count now, where like no one's really giving them the time of day where you're like, actually that team might be something, like a bold call in the NFL. And I'm not sure who this that is. This is not real bold, but I think it's a safe bet year in and year out to look at the Ravens. Oh, I think that's it. That yeah. organization, that coach, they, you know, this year was an outlier that they didn't make the playoffs. I mean, yeah. that team is a contender all the time. And Yeah, I wouldn't categorize them as bold. Like, Right. Has, right. Cle- has Cleveland. I'm not going dr- out on a limb. Has Cleveland drifted to being bold now? I don't know. I don't even think they count. Well, they got a ton of talent, that's for sure. I'll tell you what's bold. No, I'm just kidding. I was just going to be like, you're Washington you know, football team. No, maybe no. this is a little bit bold. Yeah. I, I, I think the Raiders might be in for a good year. All right. That's boldish. Yeah. I'll give you boldish on that. Now they're in such a tough division now. Yeah. But. I think the Raiders could have a good year. I, th- I would say the Raiders, I think, are going to make the playoffs. It's a big – in that conference, that would be something. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You also the kind of guy that would say the Golden Knights will get to the Stanley Cup finals? No. Just checking. No. Just no, checking not, your I, I have futures. Uh, yeah. I listen to our good buddy Lou Finicaro, and uh, I have futures on the Carolina Hurricanes and the Calgary Flames. All right. Oh, conference futures. Conference futures. All right. Brady, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for being in studio. Good to be back. And again, my condolences to you, sir. Thank you very much. All right. We've done all we can do. Lombardi line is next. I'm sure they'll have much to say about the Russell Wilson Wilson trade to the Broncos and Aaron Rodgers re-upping with the Packers as well. Enjoy all the college basketball. Let's get those tennis picks in. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 